Hello, my name is Yumeng Chan. I'm a pianist and Feldenkrais practitioner. I came to the Feldenkrais method because I was in a lot of chronic pain, which not only affected my playing, but my entire life. Through this wonderful work, not only am I now relatively pain-free, but my playing has improved enormously. The lightness and effortlessness that the Feldenkrais method gives me means that I now have much more stamina and creative expression in my playing. Today, I would like to share with you one of my favorite sitting lessons called Reaching with the Soft Hand. I've used this lesson a lot with musicians, both instrumentalists and singers. I decided to choose a lesson in sitting since as instrumentalists, this is how we spend most of our time practicing and rehearsing. I also wanted to do something with hands as our hands occupy a large part of our brain and how we use or perceive them affects the freedom of our breathing, whether we're an instrumentalist or a singer. The instructions will be given only on one side so that you can notice the difference between the two sides at the end of the lesson. You can always then repeat the lesson, switching the instructions to the other side. As this recording is targeted at musicians, you may like to try a before and after musical activity. Perhaps you would like to play something on your instrument or sing something and then repeat this activity again at the end of the lesson. You can pause the recording now and restart it after you have done this. Please find a comfortable chair to sit on, one that has got a relatively firm seat. It would be helpful if you can find a chair that suits your height meaning that your feet can be flat on the ground with the knees and hips roughly at right angles with the chair. This means that your hip joints are neither too flexed nor extended. Please come to the front of your chair so that you're not resting your back against the back of the chair. How are you keeping yourself upright? Are you holding yourself upright? Or can you find support from the places which are supporting you? In this case, it's the floor that is supporting your feet and the chair that is supporting your pelvis. Can you feel your entire foot of both feet on the floor? Or do you feel more weight on the inside edge? The outside edge? Perhaps the front of the foot or the heel? Is this the same on both feet, or do you get a different response when you ask the question on a different foot? And where are you sitting on the chair? Are you sitting on the backs of your legs? Are you sitting on your coccyx or your tailbone? Or are you sitting on your sitting bones? Your sitting bones are these two bony protuberances at the bottom of your pelvis. They act like rockers that we should be able to feel and balance on when sitting on a chair. Place both of your hands resting your palms on your thighs. Lift one hand up and bring it back down to rest on your thigh. It doesn't have to be very high, maybe a few inches. Repeat this two or three times slowly. 
feel the weight of your arm and the ease of the movement. Now, repeat this with the other arm. Is there a difference in the sensation of weight and ease of movement? Now, reach forwards with one arm as though you want to touch something in front of you and then reach forwards with the other. Do you sense a difference between the two hands and arms in terms of weight or the smoothness or range of the movement? We will return to these movements at the end of the lesson. Rest both hands on your thighs as before. Choose one arm to work with. Imagine your hand of that arm is like a very expensive silky soft paintbrush. Softly and slowly, begin to paint the thigh of the same leg with your soft hand. So, if you're using your right hand, you're stroking your right thigh. And if you're using your left hand, you'll be stroking your left thigh. You want your whole hand to contour to the curves of your thigh so that the heel of your hand remains in contact with your thigh all the time. The heel of the hand is the bottom part of your palm where it meets the wrist. How much of your thigh can you paint comfortably? Can you cover the whole of your upper leg in paint? Or are there bare patches where your paintbrush has not been able to reach? What do you need to do with the rest of you to access the parts of your thigh which may not be immediately accessible, such as the sides of your thigh or the back of your thigh? What about the side and back of the pelvis? How easily can you reach those parts? How can you continue this soft painting movement without straining or stretching your hand or arm? Could your torso be part of this movement? Leave that. Before you have a rest, notice how your two sides are. Compare the sensation of your two hands and arms. Do you feel a difference between the side that you have been engaging with and the side which has been fairly passive? How is your breathing? Have a rest. You can remain on the front of your seat or you can lean back on the back of your chair. Come to the front of your chair again. This time, venture a little further and begin to paint your lower leg between your knee and your ankle. You won't be able to get very far if you don't involve your upper half in the movement. Allow your chest and head to participate in this movement. Are you tempted to push and stretch to get to parts which are not so easy to reach 
Do you find yourself holding your breath when you come to these parts? How much of your lower leg can you paint comfortably without stretching and straining? Leave that and rest your hand on your thigh. Take a moment to notice how your two arms and hands are, how you are contacting the chair, and how are you breathing? Is there a difference in your two sides? Have a rest. Again, you can remain on the front of your seat or you can lean on the back of your chair. Let's go back to the movement of stroking your lower leg. Is your knee gently moving to the left and to the right as you paint your lower leg? Does that make it a little easier for you to cover more parts of your leg? What is your head doing? Are you looking at your hand as it is painting your lower leg? The next time your hand moves from your thigh or knee downwards to your lower leg, slowly begin to move your head in the opposite direction. Meaning, if you are using your left hand, move your head slowly towards the right. And if you're using your right hand, move your head slowly towards the left. As you bring your hand back to rest on your knee or thigh, bring your head back to the center. Repeat this several times, making sure that you're breathing easily and not straining. Where are your eyes looking? As your head turns, can you use your eyes in a way that makes the turning of the head easier? Perhaps you can look not only to the left or right, depending on which arm you're using, but also slightly behind you. Rest for a moment just where you are. Repeat the hand and head movement again, but this time look in the other direction. If you are using your left hand, look towards the left, and if you are using your right hand, look towards your right. Don't forget about the possibilities of your eyes to look slightly behind you. Be playful like a child as you do this movement. Resist the urge to push yourself to achieve. Are you still breathing easily and softly? Leave that and have a rest. Tune into the sensations of your two hands and arms, your contact with the chair, your breathing. Have a longer rest and you can remain on the front of your seat or you can lean on the back of your chair. Come back to the front of your chair if you're not there already.
Let's have some fun with this painting movement. You now have more choices of where your head can move to and how to use your eyes. Play with all these variations as you continue painting your lower leg. Is your paintbrush managing to remain soft and pliable? Are you managing to keep the heel of your hand always in contact with some part of your leg? Maybe you can begin to get the sensation that your whole arm and hand are not working actively, but the movement is being supported by your torso, making different shapes in order for you to reach the less accessible parts of your lower leg. You may stop and have a rest at any point. You do not have to wait for me to give you permission. As you continue playing with this painting movement, shift your attention to the contact of your support from the ground. Let's start with your pelvis. As you play with the movement of painting your lower leg, does it help if you shift the weight of your pelvis so that one side is leaning a little more into the chair and the other side could even be lifted up slightly? Explore the different possibilities the pelvis could offer by being a more present participant in this movement. What about your feet? We're still keeping both of our feet flat on the floor, but can you notice that as you are changing shape in the torso, you are also changing the weight of contact of your feet on the ground, so that one foot gets a little lighter as the other gets a little heavier. Maybe this movement of painting a lower leg is becoming easier and you're able to paint nearly your entire lower leg, not through straining and efforting, but by using your whole self and encouraging more parts of you to participate in this movement. Perhaps you could even reach parts of your foot or on the floor around your foot. Have a rest. Come back to sitting towards the front of your chair. How will you notice your two sides of yourself in the way you contact the chair, the sensation of your hands and arms, your breathing? We're going to cross over ourselves, so we begin to paint the lower leg of the other leg. So, if you're using your left hand, you'll be stroking your right leg. And if you're using your right hand, you'll be stroking your left leg. This could be a little more challenging as you have further to go as you're reaching across yourself now. Again, you have all the variations of using your head and eyes to look at the different directions as you slide your hand downwards the lower leg. You could be looking at your hand as your hand moves downwards. You could be looking behind you in one direction or the other as you do this movement. Keep your breathing nice and easy. Don't force anything.
You also have the option of using your pelvis to shift your weight on the chair, so that you may be able to reach a little further down. Be mindful of your balance, but you may find that your pelvis on one side lifts quite a long way up, so that you are balanced on just one sitting bone. Play with moving everything in order to move your hand around. Have fun with this movement. It's not about achieving. It's about self-exploration. Come back to sitting upright and have a little rest. Don't strain, but if you find you can get to the floor easily, begin to explore the painting of your foot. This is not a goal to strive towards. If you can't manage it without straining, leave it and be content with being able to paint where you can comfortably. If you are able to reach the foot of the opposite leg, that is your right foot if you're using your left hand, or your left foot if you're using your right hand, begin to trail your hand across the floor until you come to the other foot. So now you're back to where you were a few moments ago. Play with this movement of trailing your hand from one foot to the other foot. Come back to sitting upright in your chair. How do you sense your both sides now? Let's go back to our reference movements at the beginning of the lesson. Place both of your hands resting your palms on your thighs. Lift the hand you have been using as a paintbrush up and then bring it back down to rest on your thigh. Feel its weight and the ease of movement. Repeat with the other arm. Is there a difference in the sensation of weight and ease in the two arms? Reach forwards with the same arm as though you want to touch something in front of you and then reach forwards with the other. Do you sense a difference between your two hands and arms in terms of weight or the smoothness or range of the movement? Do you notice any other changes to your face, your breathing? the way your sitting bones are contacting the chair, maybe the way your feet are contacting the floor. This is the end of the lesson for one side and I invite you now to go back to the musical activity that you did at the beginning of this lesson and see if you notice anything different in the way you're using your arms or if you're singing to notice if your breathing and sound production have changed. You may like to stay a little while with this feeling of asymmetry or you could play the recording again to do the other side. Thank you for listening and I hope you've had fun with this lesson. <laughs>